This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australian survivor. Survivor is Survivor Survivor. Twenty-one South Africans, twelve ordinary Australians. Sixteen New Zealanders. Give me the One million pounds. Million euro. Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our week five exit interviews, merge week for Survivor UK. And I feel like I say this every week, but it really was a big week of exit interviews. Again, I was fortunate enough to speak to both Lee and Ashley, who at times probably had pretty contradictory statements about their experience out there, which is always fascinating. So I felt like we got a lot of insights from both of those interviews that are going to really help me with my analysis through the recap. So really hope you enjoy these interviews. As mentioned, the recap with George will be coming up, then a check-in with Rob and later in the week something a little special as well so keep an eye on the feed make sure you're subscribed to the international survivor hapups feed follow me at shannon gates theater and miss any of the content for survivor uk which is becoming a really fun season so tell your friends to watch survivor uk thank you for watching it following along on the journey with us and listening to this content hope you enjoy the interviews and i will see you on the other side Hi, Lee. Welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm sorry to see you go in such an explosive merge travel council, but you certainly threw a lot of bombs on the way out. So I know that your impact will be felt for a very long time. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely delighted to be here. I'm a big fan. Uh, So yeah, I think um, knowing that it was coming to my end, I think like I just wanted to give the people something for me to get remembered by, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was memorable. It was entertaining. You've been bringing entertainment all season. I have a lot of questions and I have to start with this kind of all male mentality that has really shaped the season, definitely shaped a lot of the boot order and the way that it's gone. I'd love to know from you, like where this came from. I'm sure it's probably a combination of things, but was it, you know, very strategic? Obviously we see it post-merge as well as like, you know, for the challenges pre-merge, was it just who you were bonding with more? Like where was this like pretty specific strategy coming from, from you? Yeah, it was crazy afterwards because that's not what me or anybody who I spoke to that was in the experience remember. So like they, they hear like that you're targeting women, women, and it's like very like a misogynistic vibe was absolutely crazy. And I don't think there was any women targeted um, at all. Like as in, it was for me. It was very much performance based as being a professional athlete. So. It was literally when I was playing the game, it was that when we perform today on these challenges, 
whoever I think did the least well on the challenges, friend or not, they need to go. And then as the days came on, obviously I made an alliance with Peg, with Doug, with Sabs and with Hannah. So like they were kind of my alliance. And mm-hmm. then outside of that, whoever was the weakest outside of them, it was just kind of, let's go. Um, and I, I don't think like, um, I don't think anybody ever got the vibe that it was like women out when we were in the tribe. I think the way the edit makes it look and stuff kind of emphasizes that. But I think more so it was completely performance based than gender based. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how does that translate to when you get to the merge and then you still want like a lads alliance and obviously like there's no more tribal challenges? Was that like from a relationship standpoint at that at that point? Yeah, and I think what I'm what I must say as well is where I'm from, Limerick, Ireland. When we say it, like if you rang me and I'm with like three girls and three boys, you'd say who are you with, and I'd say I'm just with the lads here. Mm-hmm. Like, so I need to watch my English because obviously in in Britain and stuff like that, the lads mean males, and where we're from, like the lads is a group of people. So I suppose like when I was saying like the lads stick together, I meant like we're the lads. Like so, I didn't really mean it in a in an all male way. So just just the whole edit kind of made it seem like it was more pushed towards the females. But um, no, I, I think it was just literally performance based. But then again, that's also because the challenges were so physical, because I'm sure if uh, if we started off playing chess and puzzles, women's minds always prevailed. So eventually it would have been a all women's alliance getting rid of the males. Thank God that uh, we had some physicality there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's interesting you talk about like, you know, who you wanted to keep together at the merge. What was your plan coming into the merge? Obviously, everything's going to be upended, but we see you talking to like Lawrence, maybe even, you know, bringing in Matthew at a point when the numbers are turned against you. If you'd had it your way and Chris and Ash hadn't necessarily thrown your name out and you'd heard about that, what was your immediate plans and who was your target at that point? So obviously 24 hours in a day and then the edit shows such little bits. Uh, I, I, I had some great conversations with Tanuka as well. And like me and T- like I respected Tanuka so much because she was absolutely smashing it. So on her performance, she was never gone with Chris and with Chris and Ashley saying to me that like, we're going to get rid of the Caledonians. They really wanted Tanuka gone because Moving into the merge, Ashley never wanted a battle against Tanuka, which I, I, I don't actually hold against her. Tanuka is an absolute beast. But I think moving into the merge, um, it would have, like, so knowing that it was like a game of singles, I made such a good relationship with Peg, with Hannah, with Doug, even though looking back now, Doug was a way better player than what he what he acted to our faces, which is fantastic, like all part of the game. So I think just the person I am, as far as I could go without voting Hannah, Peg, Doug, I would have went and like probably lost because I couldn't vote against them. Mm-hmm. Was there like a specific name? Like would you have come for for Ash and Chris earlier on, or were you looking at a specific Caledonian at the merge, like straight up? Um, so yeah, so like w- when the merge happened, I was looking at probably Lelani because I just didn't see a lot from her in the challenges and stuff like that. So when the challenges were happening, obviously, look, it, it's not anything personal. It's f- just totally performance-based. Obviously, she's small. It's difficult for her to 
pull the same weight that everybody else is pulling. So you can't hold that against her. But I was just totally envisioned in performance. Got to win these challenges. Got to win these challenges. It was very military of me. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it was probably going to be Lilani. And then after that, if I heard, but, but even before that, sorry, if I heard Chris or Ashley was looking for me, I was getting rid of one of them. But me and Chris had a good conversation and he's like, he like Chris really uh, became a good friend of mine also. He, he was just like in Ashley's alliance and me and Ashley got on really well. But like when it came to back chatting, like like talking behind people's backs and stuff like that, I wasn't about that. So when I seen people like bouncing off each other in camp and seeing like how they'd beat the one person's face and then behind their back, I was like, obviously... I, I didn't watch the show too much beforehand. So when I was seeing this sneaky stuff, I wasn't I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is part of the game. I was like, oh, that's sneaky. I don't I don't like that. So I, I was just against it. But uh, Chris said, uh, Lee, I would never vote for you at one of the days. And me and him kind of made a pact that we'd never vote for each other. Uh, and so then moving into the tribal councils, I just wouldn't go against my word. I'm voting for him. Uh, even though like it was him that betrayed me more so than Ashley because Ashley didn't have any loyalties to me but uh, yeah I just couldn't go back on my word even though it probably would have been easier to get people to vote against Chris than Ashley but that's my uh, loyalty letting me down again mm -hmm. Well what about people like that you hadn't met Nathan, Lawrence, even Matthew a bit earlier on would they have been targets for you early on into Emerge? Um, not <sighs> It, it it would totally depend on what vibe I was getting off my own alliance, what what they thought the best thing was to do. I'm I'm very much like we're all leaders, we're all captains, we all have our say. Let me know what you're thinking. I'm I'm gonna go with the best outcome. Uh so yeah, the, I, like I have a lot of respect for all of them because they were smashing it in challenges and every time we seen them, like we were all like putting the work in, suffering, surviving together. So I had respect for all of them so it was kind of wherever my alliance was swaying towards mm -hmm. well i'd love to go back to the beginning with early lenena there was such a divide early on as you said the people you connected with and, and losing sabrina early on and then it gets to the point where you really seem to rise to the top of the tribe as this leader who's you know giving all of like the the challenge motivation how did you see those early days of the game being on the wrong side of the vote but then getting to a point where you were really in a very good spot yeah, it it was a shock to us uh, at the beginning because obviously Sabs is a sweetheart and she spoke to us so well. So she said we were in the water, uh, basically like that. She'd love me and our alliance. Also with Doug, Doug was like, yeah, let's do it. And I, I was like, oh, I've seen this on TV, alliance. Okay, I'm, a, I'm in an alliance. Thank, thankfully, somebody wants me in their alliance. So, and then obviously... Peg and Hannah naturally drifted towards us as well, just by being real people. It was awesome, and so then when when the fort when it was act, that's when I actually figured out what a split vote was because Sabs was like, okay, mm -hmm. well, Fuse gonna vote this way, Fuse gonna vote that way, and I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. But I didn't really get like really understand it until like a, a couple of tribal councils in. But uh, yeah, then when Doug voted, uh, so Sabrina, me and Peg were like, oh my god, like this is rootless and I can't believe Doug is after betraying us like we're like going back on what he said he was going to do so even at the beginning like Doug could have been on the chopping board but he just played the game so well and uh, like he's just an absolute sweetheart so he, he was back in our good books after a couple of days uh, so yeah it was just 
I don't know, I was just so intense. And just as the days were going on, I just stuck to what I was saying. Like I said stuff, I backed it up. Um, what I said to people that I cared about, I, I did it. And I think people respected that. And they knew like that, what it, like maybe that Lee might be strong and he might be good, but we don't really have any fears with him because if he doesn't like you, you know, and if he does like you, you know, so there's no sneaky stuff there. So we'll keep him as long as we need him and he can be the front runner and then we'll get rid of him. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of maybe what we know a little less, like the Chris relationship is so interesting to me. Um, You know, it's really solid. And then even to the point where you're saying that even after everything, you wouldn't put his name down over Ashley. But talk to me about kind of where this devolved. Obviously, like he's coming for you towards the end. You have this big fight about throwing the challenge. Give me your perspective on on your part in that fight. Yeah, so like, uh, obviously... 24 hours in a day, the edit only shows 40 minutes. Me and Chris developed a fantastic relationship. He used to he used to love the positive motivational speeches. He used to tell me, like, you should be a positive like mental health speaker. We love what you're about. Uh, like just like absolutely loving what I was about. And I loved his like his emotion, his dramatic expressions and, and just everything that was going on. We just vibed with each other and it was really positive. And there was a couple of times where my alliance wanted Chris gone because they couldn't trust him with Ashley. But I was like, nah, I, I, I think Chris is cool. Like, I trust him. And then he said, like, I will never write your name down. So I said, well, I'm a man of my word and my word is iron. So I will never write your name down. But then as, as obviously hunger comes along and the days go on, it gets tougher. Chris is trying to do these things like as a one-man army, and I was totally against it. Um, I, I respect that he wanted like to save Doug and Peg, but I also had a great plan of my own throughout to save Doug and Peg and was trying to do as much as I could on and off camera to like make sure they were safe as well. So like, And I was kind of reiterating that back to my team where he didn't, and he was just doing it all in his own way in a very dramatic way. So... As I said again, hunger, you're you're dying, you're out there, and then those people like like wasting your time when if if we all knew that we were throwing the challenge, then maybe we could have come and agreed as a majority and not trying to throw it as a minority and his plan failed as we've seen. So yeah, this so from there that's kind of when it, it kind of went off. Um because I pulled him on it, he didn't like that, and then it was afterwards that the camera scene happened and then yeah, then it was just kind of, it was kind of like rocky, but like he still was so nice to my face afterwards and still was with me and Lenina strong, but obviously wasn't behind my back. Yeah, well, look, there's, there was a lot going on in that fight. I, you know, I think you were like, look, the challenge throwing was, wasn't done well. And I think with the, the goggles and everything, who can... Who can blame you on that? So I definitely yeah. saw your point in a lot of that. Um, what about Ashley? Like, I feel like this is such an interesting relationship. Um, obviously, you're kind of like maybe on two different sides of the strength debate. She's injured. Um, it you know was between her and Rach. There was just so much distance there. Like, can you talk through some of you know the parts of that relationship that you had with her? Yeah, me, me and Ashley actually got on really well, and we had uh, like some funny conversations and great conversations. As I said, it was the only the only thing that let me down with Ashley is just what vibe I was getting off them in camp when I seen how they were speaking to other people and then behind their backs and stuff like that. That's the only kind of 
reason I distanced myself a little bit. But um, our relationship was so cool. And once again, totally performance-based. It was literally like that. Uh, when Ashley hurt their hand, uh, I was like, if Ashley can't perform tomorrow at the challenge, we are going to go into tribal council. We are going to lose a member. And if she's already injured, like, like why not? And then other people are like, yeah, but Rachel did this and Rachel did that. And I was like, yeah. And there was like pros and cons to everything. So it was it was literally a flip of a coin at the beginning. And uh, fair play, we, we made the right choice because, look, Ashley made the merge and outlasted me. So she's obviously smashing it. Yeah, I mean, look, you're going to go home in a very fiery tribal council, as I said. I'd love to get your perspective on these comments, obviously calling Ashley Airhead Barbie, which I did say to her, you know, is is a compliment in 2023 with how in Barbie is in some ways, maybe. Yeah, um, 100%. <laughs> and then Chris, I, Curly Chris, like you talk to me, I, I don't understand all the lingo, so if you just talk to me through what you were trying to communicate <laughs> with these comments. I, I think I was just super emotional. I was like, my own people gone against me at the at this. Like I, I had such a good relationship with them and obviously I, I like I got bad over the throw on the challenge. And then when I like when I figured out in camp just before we were heading to the tribal council that they're voting for you, I was like, Oh my god, I cannot believe this. Like I was like, listen, I was hungry, I was emotional, and I was just like going with like descriptions like there, there wasn't any malice or anything in the insults it was literally you have blonde hair you look like barbie <laughs> i think chris is making up decisions for your airhead barbie and then it's like your name is chris your hair is curly curly chris <laughs> there was like there wasn't a there wasn't a massive thought process it was just emotional <laughs> Yeah, well, again, like they could put that on merch. So I think Chris is already claiming it for the Twitter bio. So you might have actually given them a bit of a nickname slash tagline. So that could be pretty Listen, good. Even, even when the show is over, the merge is over, we're still in tribal council and Lee's gone. Look, I'm, I'm still a big part of our lives. It's great to see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we even see you talking at the next tribal council, even on the, from the jury bench. So you're definitely still <laughs> a player in the game. But in, in this final tribal council, obviously, where you're like burning it all to the ground, you find out that they're coming for you. And it's like this, you know, you know, heated discussion at best about this and trying yeah. to get like Matthew over, Lawrence over. Did you feel at any point like you had pulled that you know had gotten really any traction on it or did you feel the whole time like you were going home and you were just like you know these were parting words on your way out I, I think there were very much parting words but and I would have been surprised if I if I dragged it back but I did like have conversations with Matthew and Tanuka about who I am and like we've all talked well together like before the tribal council like and before we lost before I lost the challenge uh, so I thought like these could be real people and they could actually look into my eyes and see like that I'm not lying. And if they give me their vote, they'll have mine. So maybe, maybe. And when I said it to Lawrence, Lawrence is like, okay, I like that, but just leave me have a think about it. So I was like, all right, the ball's in your court, Lawrence. So I, I didn't know if I could have sweared it, but look, I from where it was, like if I didn't say it to Doug, I believe that Doug could have wrote my name down just to be in the majority. I know that, Peg and Hannah would have never because they're same as me, just what they say, what you see is what you get, kind of loyal with it. So yeah, so I did I did well to drag it to drag it back a little bit. But uh yeah, I, I went out swinging as always.
<laughs> well, there, that's definitely to tie. Um, yeah, it's such an interesting thing that you say about the the target of of Ashley over Chris. And Tadouke says that you know she didn't want to vote out another woman, and you're saying it's due to your loyalty to Chris. Did anything else come to factor into that decision between the two names there to put the target on someone else? Uh, no, it it was literally it was literally the fact that I said to Chris and looked him in the eye that I'd never vote him, so I couldn't go against that, and then also. It was like be, before that, I probably if, if it was just voting on performance, I probably would have just voted Lelani because of of performance in the past. From what I was thinking, like uh, Macho was putting in shifts, Tanuka was putting in shifts, Ashley was putting in shifts, uh, Nathan was put putting in shifts. So I would have just like just uh, like not not personal, just performance based. I would have picked Lelani, but obviously then I heard that Chris and Ashley were trying to orchestrate something against me. So I'm like, all right. One of them have to go, and I, I unfortunately I give this man my word. So Ashley, you're the you're the furthest away from me in this tribe. So gotta gotta try it new. So what about like you mentioned Leilani? Like we see you fighting about the pillows. We see some of these like social issues. The way that people are talking about it in the edit. Do you have like any response to how like that was affecting people out there, or it's just like a lot of hungry people fighting over one pillow? I, I think it was a lot of hungry people because. <laughs> Lelani Lelani was new in our tribe and as I said me and Chris was getting on really well so like Chris would come to me and be like Lelani saying this uh, behind your back she's like does Lee think he's the king and I was like and I was like bro I was like you had the pillow two nights ago Doug had a pillow once and he's like he's like oh he's like I know he's like it doesn't bother me in the slightest he said but I'm gonna play with it and I'm like all right bro enjoy play (laughs) away so so when he's pulling me in it like why I'm like you can have the pillow, Chris. It's cause I I was already pre pre told about that. So like that was a kind of like having fun with Lilani and Lilani was kind of obviously very hungry. Must have really wanted a pillow. But at the same time, it, it came from that part of anger when if Lilani said, Hey Lee, could I have the pillow? I would say, Of course you can, Lilani. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit crazy. Listen, when when the hunger's happening and you're three weeks in nobody's thinking stress yeah well i mean leilani the, the one time to get rid of her maybe would have been at the the ren vote i'd love to get your perspective on why you you know you guys turned on uh, an original lenena there i know a lot had happened with little Fishgate, but um was there any other reason of why ren had to go at that point or was that you know something that maybe you were deciding between ren and another Caliton so, member? The, yeah. the ren one is very interesting so mm-hmm. Rent obviously from the beginning before I ever anyone was voted off, some people said to me in the tribe, Ren is gunning for you. So I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So I was like, Ah, oh, unfortunately. So I actually lo- like Ren and st- still love them. So, uh, and we, and we speak now, so it's all positive. But so there, Ren was gunning for me, I was gunning for them after I knew that. So then when the tribe swap happened and Doug and Peg got put, who are in my alliance got sent over. I was like, I like so much was going off in my head. I was like, what are we supposed to do? How we, how, how am I going to keep Doug and Peg safe? What's going to happen? And I'm like, okay, if I, as a team, or if we get rid of one of the Calatons, then the Calatonians are going to get rid of one of the Leninas. Okay. We are going to get rid of Ren as a sacrificial lamb. Mm. I'm going to come to the next challenge. I'm going to look at Nathan 
who I think is like the head of Calatons, and I and I kind of give him a nod, and I was like, "Look what we did for your tribe. Make mm-hmm. sure you do it for our tribe." And Nathan gave me a little nod, and then from there, I, me and Nathan had like a, a like a, a mutual respect because we were putting it hard in the challenges, and like I don't know what it was. Uh, so I knew from there that Doug and Peg were kind of in a bit safe. So then every time I get that challenge, I'd look at Doug and I'd look at Peg and they were giving me the nods. It's okay. I'd be like, are you safe? And they're like, yes. So then when Chris is trying to do all this stuff on the side, I'm like, man, will you relax? Like, we've got this sorted. It's going to be okay. But you're absolutely taking the biscuit, you know? So, yeah, that, that's what all that was about. It was just a sacrificial lamb. Mm. And if you're listening, Ren, I love you. Well, that's really fascinating. I mean, Doug and Pegleg should feel very nice about how much everyone was going to to protect them on the other side. They clearly had some very good Lenena friends. Uh, last yeah. question, I would love to know. You said in your preseason bio that you'd never seen any Survivor. You didn't know that it was like a, you know, show where you vote people out. I'd love to hear your experience of getting onto the beach and discovering this in real time because that sounds like a lot. Yeah, so with, with Survivor, it was literally... Um, I remember years ago when he used to be on an Irish channel. I don't know if it was an Irish survivor or if it was American one on an Irish channel. So I can remember it vaguely from that. And then when I was in audition period, I never really thought, like, is it going to happen? I don't know. So the more auditions I was going to, the more I'd go onto YouTube and be like, survivor. So I'd be like, survivor season seven episode five and then i'd watch like 40 minutes of that and then i'd go survivor season two episode three just random episodes mm-hmm. different things so i never actually followed it to realize there's game plans there's manipulation there's sneakiness there's everything so to get onto the island i was just like i was kind of myself i'm like all right if you're if you're bad at the challenges you lose like if you're in a job and you're bad in your office work or if you're the least productive in your office work if anyone's going to get let go it's you it's not the people you've made an alliance with it's the it's like the weakest so like that's that's just where my head was at but looking back now or if i ever get back for the all-stars or the heroes versus villains or something like that i will definitely be a lot more tactical and i will definitely be taking people's words with a pinch of salt a lot more because you you definitely find out that you rarely make real friends in Survivor. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's very interesting to watch you come in kind of fresh on that because usually in the other franchises, you well, most of the time, you know, they've had it for so long. So it's so interesting from the UK to get that really fresh perspective and for you to discover it in real time and even maybe after the fact is really fascinating. But Lee, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and explaining so many parts of your game. Looking forward to seeing you on the jury and still deciding so much of what's to come with the game. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much, Shannon. I appreciate you having me on. And I'm sure the next couple of tribal councils are going to be very interesting. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Lee. Have a good day. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Ashley, hi. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I'm really sorry to see you go. You were fighting the good fight for a long time against some trends, some unfortunate gender-related trends, and I'm really sorry to see it go the way that it did. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to talk to you. Yeah, um, I have so many questions and I don't even know where to start. I should know. Um, Let's start at the end somehow. I would love to know (laughs) about, you know, turning on Lee was a big gambit. You said in your final words, you kind of knew it was a risk, but I I like the way you were reading it, that like you didn't fit into his plans, his like, you know, kind of Lenina structure, lads, alliance type plans. What was your thinking around that decision versus like trying to stay strong with Lenina? Yeah, I mean, I felt very much that, you know, the Lenena alliance was wobbly at best anyway. And I knew that Lee had um, had his own game plan. It, you can see from the edit, it's clear that he really wanted a male alliance. And I guess, as I said in my exit, you know, I, I knew that ultimately he would come for me. Um, so whether I got rid of him, you know, then and took that risk um, or or not, he was always going to be someone that was going to try and take me out at some point in time. And it just felt that with Tanuke and Lalani and, um, you know, then post his conversation with Chris where that argument had happened, which really, you know, I think really broke their relationship down. It felt like that was an opportunity to, to um, you know, to try and blindside Lee. Um, unfortunately, Hannah, you know, she... Um, she she kind of raised that with him. So it wasn't the blind side, which we wanted, which obviously would have been a, a kinder way to do things. But, um, you know, I think it was always going to be at some point it came down to him or me. And um, that's just the way it went. Yeah. You mentioned Hannah telling him she's brought in on the plan. Like everyone's kind of brought it on the plan. What was the thought process in terms of like trying to create the blind side that way? Like you want to be congenial. I get it. You want to maybe seem like this is a whole big thing against Lee, but were there concerns around telling like close allies of Lee that he was the target? Yeah, of course. There's always concerns in everything in the game because trust is such a funny currency because everyone talks about trust being so important. But really, what does trust mean on Survivor? The reality is it means very little because you're building the the trust with people that you know at some point in time you're probably have to going to have to betray or someone's going to have to betray you. With Hannah. As being, you know, she talked a lot about wanting to protect the women in the game. She talked a lot about wanting the female alliance. And I think she really did okay. mean that. But I think mm-hmm. just that when it came down to it, I think that her loyalty with Lee, they had a long term relationship as well. And I just think she, you know, had to make the decision as to um, whether to have a female alliance or whether to protect that relationship she'd built with him. And you have to make those decisions. None of those decisions are easy on the game. Yeah. So going forward from that, assuming it doesn't like, you know, hugely implode. What were your future plans coming back from that? Was it something like with the women, with Calaton? Like, where did you see the numbers and kind of the next couple of votes going if you could come back from that more unscathed? Yeah, I mean, I very felt, I felt very strongly as um, the game went through that seeing the women be voted out continuously was just, it just didn't sit right with me. Um, The work I do, you know, I'm a female founder. I've always, you know, worked really closely with amazing strong women and having this idea that women aren't strong um and and that being the reason why they're being voted out really wasn't sitting well with me so i really wanted to work closely with Tanuke and Lilani and, and ideally Hannah um so that had been my goal moving forward was whatever happened i wanted to see more women get to the get to the final and it not just be um it not just be a male dominated final Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I want to, you know, get your thoughts on that final 
tribal council for Lee, where this um, flip is happening and the comments, you know, airhead Barbie, um, some of that kind of personal stuff, which I mean, jokes on Lee because Barbie could not be more in right now. So, you know, <laughs> kind of like a wrong, wrong time to, to use that as an insult. But what were your thoughts of that, like in the moment and since then? Oh my gosh. It was so, it was, I was so taken aback. It was of all the insults I think you could throw at someone. That was the last thing I was expecting to come out of his mouth. Um, and look, of course, you know, when you feel hurt and you feel betrayed, you know, you're going to say things that you probably don't mean. You're going to say things that you're, you know, out of, from a place of hurt and anger. And I think that he just felt that that was, you know, that was, that was the, the the thing that he should say at the time. And I know having spoken to him, like, you know, that he, he, he's, that's not who he is. He's, you know, deep down, he's a, he's a good guy. Um, and, but yeah, you know, Barbie's pretty cool. I'll take Barbie. Um, yeah. the head, not so much. Mm, I mean, I definitely okay. have my, I definitely have my moments, you know. Um, but yeah, airhead Barbie, I think it was just very much, um, what felt like, the right thing to say at the time from someone who was feeling was was really hurting but you know yeah. i think with these things like if someone says something negative to you just you gotta own it you know yeah i think put that on a t-shirt sell the merch like that's what you know barbie is very in right now so i feel like that's, I was, that's I'll, I'll take barbie. she's she's a bit of a hero so yeah. you know we'll go with it <laughs> <laughs> very much, very 2023. But I'd love to go back to kind of OG Lenena with this and kind of even talking about these relationships we've been talking about. Some of the, it was, you know, so divided from the beginning. Lee, Hannah, Pegleg, obviously Sabrina's with that. How did it kind of get divided at this point? And we're going to see issues, obviously, with Lee. We're going to see Hannah try to vote against you, like at the Ren vote. There's this big divide. And can you just talk to me socially about like how that happened and how it kind of seemed to develop even more that way through the game? Yeah, it was a funny one. I think from the very beginning, there was a clear divide in the in the camp and um, which is a real shame because, you know, from the very beginning, I didn't expect alliances to form so quickly. And maybe that was my naivety. Um, but the minute I could see the Sabrina and Lee and Hannah and Peg were starting to come together you know, it, it forces you to play from the beginning. And I knew that um, Chris and Doug and Ren and Rach were really strong players and people that I could connect with. So I sort of really started to focus on that and especially my relationship with Chris, um, which was strong from the very beginning. I think what really didn't help was obviously injuring my hand. Um, you know, it made me already as a, a woman appear weak. And then um, that just added fuel to the fire because I then wasn't able to participate, which was really frustrating because as we then went on, as we did, I was able to participate in challenges and the ones that I did participate in, we, we generally did pretty well, if I do so, so myself. Um, but that injury, I think in this game, people will look for absolutely anything that they can pick on to make you a target. And, and that really didn't do me any, any favors from day one. And then I think as I started to build that closeness with Chris, without even realizing, I think that turned us into a bit of a threat because, um, you know, that that closeness was hard to break. So, yeah, we came we became we had targets on our backs after that. Yeah. I mean, a, a big part of that and a big move within that duo was going to come at the swap where you target Ren, who did themselves no favor in terms of, you know, the what little fish gate and everything around that. Um, but what was your thinking in terms of that? Because it's a pretty slim you know, Lenetta majority turning on Hannah with that, they're going to vote against you. Um, was there some concern in terms of that and just like taking out a Calaton? Like what, what was your thinking around that vote? 
my honest thinking was it was coming down to wanting a really strong um, female connection. And with Tanuke and Lilani coming in, I knew that there was an opportunity for me to develop better relationships with them than mm-hmm. I had with the existing Lenana tribe. I already knew that Peg and Hannah probably would turn against me at some point in time. So my chances would be better with a Lilani um, and, and a Tanuke connection. Ren very smart player, really, really knew what they were doing. So I knew that there was a chance that um, they would come for me at some point as well. And I really couldn't trust them, especially after Fishgate. So mm-hmm. I knew that I could have got rid of someone from Calaton, but it would really, really damage my chances of building a relationship with Tanuke and Lilani. So what I decided to do was build a relationship with Tanuke and Lilani, align with them, align with Chris, and use that opportunity to take out Ren. Was there any opportunity there to take out like a Lee, you know, like big figurehead, obviously not playing the same type of game that you are at that point? I mean, I know this is all like total fan fiction, but it's kind of my job to fan fiction this stuff out. Was that ever considered (laughs) around what numbers could come across like a really big player like Lee at that point instead of Ren, who again was untrustworthy for reasons, but Lee also had his his part and his, his reasons to be targeted probably. Yes, absolutely. And it was a consideration. It was something that I discussed with Lilani and Tanuke. And uh, what we really needed, though, at that time was we needed to be able to win challenges. And I adore Ren, but the challenges at that point, they were not playing as, um, you know, as consistently strongly as Lee. And we felt that we knew that we could take Lee down if we worked together. But I needed to prove that I could work with Tanuke and Lilani. So I had to establish that trust first. Taking Ren out made sense because they weren't as strong in challenges. And then we knew we could go for Lee afterwards if we were all had built that trust. So it was discussed and it felt like the right strategy at the time. So then so through the swap then after that, where did your loyalties lie? Because I feel like we we don't see you go back to a vote, but we're seeing you in conversations with Chris about throwing a challenge. Like, was Lee the target in that? Or was it was it was was it kind of back to these Lenena conversations that we have? Or like to go, you know, against Calaton or like where was the thinking around your loyalties through this whole part of the swap? Because I feel like that becomes so important to these conversations around Chris throwing the challenge, how much you were a part of it and how much Calaton can trust you are based on like where you really sat in terms of Calaton versus Lenena at that time. Oh, it was so frustrating because, you know, when, when Lee went down, he threw everything at the wall, things that were, you know, very much not based in truth, which obviously uh, it had a massive impact on, on my gameplay. But um, look, Chris throwing the challenge. I mean, it's hilarious watching it back. I mean, mm-hmm. you've never seen anyone throw it. <laughs> there's, there's ways to do it. And then there's putting goggles on um, when you're supposed to be holding up, holding up blocks. But, you know, good for him. He really, really had this idea in mind that by doing that, we could protect Doug and Peg, which would allow us to maintain that Lenina majority. Um, it was just going to be too obvious and that was going to have too much of an impact on being able to build any relationships with the new Lenina tribe, which obviously included Tanuke, and, uh, which obviously included Lilani at that point in time and um, Tanuke and Matt. So it was a really difficult one because you're trying to understand where people's loyalties are going to be at that, you know, the next vote, but also the longer term vote. So you're trying to weigh up everything. And if we could have thrown the challenge in a way that was smart and would have protected, um, would have protected our long-term game plan, then we would have done that. But unfortunately, the only way you can throw a challenge is if you have buy-in from enough people to make it work in a way that's, um, you know, that's not, that's going to be subtle and it's going to be 
has actually achieved that goal. But um, yeah, unfortunately, that just it just didn't work that way. So were you trying? Because I felt like you were trying in the challenge. Were you on board with with the challenge throwing once you kind of looked at each other and nodded as as Chris said? So we said it was we'd said that we would have a little cheeky wink if we were going to do that. It wasn't going to happen. So at that point, I was not comfortable with joining the challenge because we didn't have enough buy-in from the full um from the full Lenena team. We needed to have that and we weren't able to get that. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get that communication across. And I think that Chris then wanted to try and keep doing, oh, you know, he wanted to show the challenge, <laughs> wanted to protect um, he wanted to protect Peg and Doug. And I completely understood that. But it's just, it's a tough thing to do at the best of times. And um, yeah, unfortunately it, it backfired and well, it didn't backfire because we, we won anyway. So we protected ourselves and fortunately Peg and Doug were still okay. Yeah. So it was mostly about that protection. A couple of things on that. So if you would have lost and gone back to tribal council, do you think it would have been more Lee than Caledon or you were still kind of between where you would have gone with that? At that point, to be perfectly honest with you, like there was a lot of things in my mind that I wasn't sure about. I really didn't feel that I could trust Lee or Hannah. So I was really questioning that loyalty to my Lelena tribe because the people that I was closest to had all been voted off at that point. Um, So I was really leaning towards protecting, you know, the women in the game. That was still my, that was my main focus. And I wanted to try and do that. Of course, you have to say things to people in order to, you know, get everyone on board. So you can say, oh, I'll vote someone off because you're trying to keep positive relationships with people and try and build that trust. But deep in my heart, I did not feel comfortable with, um, you know, my Lenena tribe mates that very few that I felt that I could trust and that wouldn't turn on me in the long term. Sure. Well, I mean, Doug is such an interesting one that you brought up. I mean, throwing a challenge pretty much to protect him. And then he is not with you at either vote this week. So it like, is there disappointment there? Like talk me through that relationship and kind of how it comes to this point where he does not choose your side. Yeah. Doug and I get on really, really well as people, but I think the most important thing is to separate the person from the player. Doug is a smart player and he knows what he's doing. He knows how he can, um, you know, manipulate the game in order to get himself as far as possible. I have no, um, you know, there's no personal issue for me with any of the votes that have been made, because ultimately I think every single person who is there is there to win. They're there to survive. And the decisions you make are based on that. Yeah, but so did that surprise you though? Like coming back to that, that he didn't choose your side, that he went with Lee. It seems like he had, you know, good connections across the board. So I'm sure that's tough. But you know, how did you feel about that in the moment? I think at the um, when I, do you mean when I found out that he voted for me? Well, voted for you, but then even before he, yeah, he voted for you both times this week, right? So he was part of the split plan. So yes, yeah, both both times this week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, if if I go with what he said, he says that I was a threat. So I'll take that as a compliment. But at the same time, you also you don't ever want to be voted out by someone who you get on really well with, because obviously that's, you know, it's always going to be difficult to see that. But hey, do you know what? If he was current, if he was concerned and felt I was a threat, then thanks, Dougie. I'll take that one. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, for sure, you and Chris threatening with this idol. I'd love to talk about the moment of finding the idol. You get eyes to it first. You get a hand to it first. Was there any part of you that was like, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just take this from Chris? Or was that never? That was because I feel like I, I get it, but I know my cohort. If I know George, he's going to be like, take the idol. So I loved it. I just want to pay voice to whether that was a consideration. 
Hey, you know, of course, everything crosses your mind. It's Survivor, right? But at the same time, I had such a strong connection with Chris. It was us um, as opposed to us as individuals, I think, up until that point. Um, And I knew that when we were going to find that idol, like it was it's always his idol in my mind. Um, And I never wanted to, you know, I would never have taken that him that away from him. Um, Chris did a lot to protect me. I think I did a lot to, you know, protect him. We supported each other in the game and we really were as close as you can see it on on the screen. So, um, you know, whilst, of course, every single part of your mind is going to look at every conceivable possibility, the reality was it was always going to be his idol. Yeah, well, that becomes unfortunate where the votes are going to be split and he has an idol and it seems like he would have been the primary target. So it's it's a bit of a death knell, unfortunately. But what were your feelings going into that final tribal council? You know, the hope of, of a Nathan plan, Lynetta getting the numbers back, which honestly, I thought there was a lot of merit to that. You know, Lynetta getting back into some sort of majority after it had been lost or could have even been further lost here. Um, did you trust in that plan or were you just like, this is a very bad situation? Oh, it was a very bad situation. I, you can see on my face almost the whole way through that episode that I'm like, oh, this is not going to go my <laughs> way today, um, which was a real shame. But, you know, yes, we could definitely have still con- uh, continued and had a Lenena strong um, alliance, which, of course, would have been great. It would have kept uh, kept things together for a little bit longer. But I think the the reality is at that point with what Chris and I were doing, having been um taken down by by everything Lee said the you know and the tribal before and so much stuff being thrown up of course it just it, it throws a target on your back um it also doesn't help that of course everyone knew that Chris had an advantage so he was going to be a target anyway and then me being his closest ally it made sense for those people to um for the rest of the tribe to to put us up if I'd have been one of them I'd have been doing exactly the same thing so yes the Nathan plan it would have been great if that had worked, but I kind of knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, it's incredibly unlikely that we're going to be able to undo the damage. So I had a, a, an inkling and probably more than an inkling that it was probably going to be um, my night. Yeah, well, I mean, look, very upsetting. I know that a lot of people are sad about the way that this went. I'd love to ask what, you know, was your knowledge of Survivor coming into this? Had you seen a lot of the show to kind of know the way this was going? Because yeah, it, the, it's so refreshing that you're like, this is a game. I feel like that's actually quite a rare sentiment for this season. <laughs> so were you kind of familiar with much of what the show has been globally for the last 20 something years? Look, I'm not going to turn around and say I was a, you know, survivor aficionado, but I think if you go into anything completely unprepared, it's it was just not the way I do things. So I had familiarized myself. I have watched uh, some, mostly Australian, because that's, um, well, I don't know, that's just what we have available over here. It's a little difficult to watch um, Survivor in the UK, unfortunately. So, yeah, I'd watched uh, a, a I'll just say quite a bit, but not so much that I was, um, I can in any way say that I'm I'm a survivor expert, but I really, really enjoyed it. And for me, what I love about it is the fact that any single person can play and almost anyone can win and you cannot turn, it's almost impossible to strategize the perfect way to, to get to the end point. And that's what's so fascinating about it. And for me, it's yes. Okay. The physical challenges fantastic i love challenging myself physically i love challenging myself mentally but that social game the social dynamics how things can turn on a dime fascinating so yeah to be able to participate in that yeah it's a bit of bit of an honor to be honest because it's you know such an incredible game yeah well it was great to watch you you know fighting against the system i was going to say the man literally 
that's what the season has been. It's, it's, it's felt like that. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, the strategic merit around it, but you know, you were, you know, the resistance in that, and I appreciated seeing it. I'm sorry that it went the way that it did, but thank you so much for coming on and, and explaining so much of your game. And it was great to talk to you. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I can't wait to see the rest of it play out. <laughs> yes, from the jury bench. Hopefully you and Lee. I don't, I don't think there's a Ponderosa or Jury Villa video. So I'm not going to ask how it went, but I hope it was more pleasant than the last interaction you two had a couple of days prior uh-huh. to that. Well, it remains to be seen. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Ash. Have a good day. You too. Bye. 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 There you have it, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed those interviews. Thank you, as always, to the BBC for facilitating these interviews. I think it's been a really fun series of exit interviews, and it's been really great getting to know the cast a little better. So thank you all for listening to that. As said at the beginning of the podcast, the recap with George, the check-in with Rob, and something special this week is coming in for a major week of Survivor UK content. For me, I'm also covering US Survivor and Survivor Global. George was my guest this week, if you want more of his takes on Global Survivor. And then next week, I will have Nina Twine. So I'm covering that. I'm covering The Crown as well on Post Show Recap. So follow me at Chad Gay so you don't miss any of the content. Thank you for the support as always, and I will see you next time. Bye. Australian Survivor is Survivor. Survivor.